0: Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. It's February 19th, 2023. Before we get into this week's topic, just a short update, it would be great if you could go and uh, you know rate this, uh, review this um, podcast on iTunes or wherever you picked it up, because that helps us for whatever reason. It would be great to tell folks what you think, good or bad. If you don't like it, let us have it. Uh, send me some emails if you'd like to see changes, but um, as you know, we're fairly simple. We put out what we find out on the farm and hopefully it helps <clears throat> some of you in your journeys. Also had a couple questions about the uh, in uh, what Grandpa learned from his honeybees the book that Mary and I just put out and and which of the 10 rules of a beehive are the most important for me and I'll talk about that a bit at the end if we have time. So so this week it was a boy it was just incredible weird kind of weather week. We had uh we went all the way up to I think 15 or 16 Celsius around the farm, particularly where there was no wind. And then just recently, the last two or three days, we dropped back down to below zero Celsius. So it went from bees flying everywhere to bees being a little confused, I think. One of the interesting things we found, and and I've talked about in previous podcasts, was the fact that so far all five of our five frame nukes um, have survived, And, and that is really strange for me because i was a little concerned about i mean a five frame a five frame nuke is quite small um, we have them in different parts of the farm so from somewhat exposed to somewhat you know very much sheltered most of them have some shelter from north winds but um, then they all have reduced entrances and a, a small sort of inner cover with some shavings on to protect for moisture the 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 concern is of course that we've now that we've had some warm weather and it looks like they're starting to break clusters and the queens are probably starting to lay eggs because if they lay eggs now for worker bees the worker bees would hatch and then would have to take on jobs in the hive before they can forage sometime the end of March beginning of April and so that would put them just about the time around here when we have uh, maple trees starting to produce and wildflowers probably in about three weeks so this is a time when they're going to need a lot of energy and so the question is in the um, five frame nukes will they have enough honey to be able to um, to keep warm and start that process so it's always a debate right like i know that many folks might feed their bees whether it be um, surplus honey or often it's sugar water and I've done that years ago I did that years ago for all the hives this time of the year Um, but don't do that anymore and here's sort of the thinking behind it Um, if for whatever reason the bees have too large a population um, versus those um, five frame nukes that maybe have a smaller population it's likely that the smaller Uh, population set of bees will have a better chance to survive assuming it doesn't get too cold now we did have periods of time this winter when it was minus 20 minus 30 probably with wind chill, but that was only for about a week so we had some really cold weather for a week but we didn't have the usual four to five weeks of really cold weather Um, the second thing the bees were able to get out probably once at least every four weeks or less because of the warm spells we've had so that's been really helpful for them for health reasons so we really don't know you know on a typical winter here um or a cold winter here if the five frame nukes are going to work but depending on how we get into the spring if we get into April and we have a reasonable number of the five frames survive we're going to continue to go into every winter with five frames uh five five frame nukes and five um five-frame nukes with uh, upper level of frames just to see if that configuration changes and we also test out the single deeps and the uh, the deeps with a medium on top to just look at survival rates over the long term so back to feeding so it's as a servant beekeeper you know you you, you've got to kind of look at the line in the sand and say okay where am I helping and where am I maybe long-term hurting them if all the bees were would survive this winter say say we went into the spring we went in with 29 into the winter hives and let's say we come out with 26 or 25 you know we could do cartwheels but on the other hand we have to really look careful at uh, you know what hives are the best to um to split to continue to propagate what we think is a better sort of um adapted uh, type of bee for our climate and our environment uh, so so a number of other projects on the go so we're continuing to push for the um infrared trials on two hives two more hives and they'll be the two hives we have closest to regular agriculture um also talk to General Seed a great company that uh, provides us with clover and other seeds and I'm going to be doing some um what they call winter broadcast um spreading of uh, it's called double cut red clover on certain sections of the farm particularly the sections where we have black muck and high acidity they said that this one probably has a better chance to survive than previous attempts with crimson clover and while we will have some obvious thistle as we did last year this is the idea to give more balance and give the bees more <clears throat> different types of clover and see if we can uh, continue to build the the long-term sustainability one thing's obvious and you can see it when you look at the farm now is the amount of Canada rye that's out there uh, the tall grass prairie that just seems to love the soil so we're excited about that that it is also um, you know helping wildlife with food and also will seed itself and comes back from its actual rootstock apparently Uh, we'll be watching that this year because this is the first year we've had such a such a large uh, a large sort of seeding of that uh, tall grass prairie the the part about the feeding goes to the sort of the long-term look at this because should let's take a, a hive for example that has had a swarm two of our swarms continue to to survive uh through actually not two we have one two three four actually all of the swarms so remember last year four swarms chose to stay on the farm and the last warm spell we saw uh, in just a few days ago we saw all four of those swarm hives quite quite healthy with bees doing um, elimination flights now now they may have come remember they would be the queen from the original they could have come from any one of our Twenty-nine hives. We have no idea if they're Carnies or Saskatwes, or Buckfest. You know the the original Buckfest Carney combo we got from BLB Honey in Dresden, thankfully, that got us back on our feet. Or the uh like we call Zabo strain of bees that we got near Guelph. I picked up queens last year. If all of those different sort of species, I call them. Um, Survive. then we really don't have any insight into which one would do best here. So we're going to have to continue to split and watch and see over the long term. Um, We also have four hives uh, from the original 10 from BLB Honey that were strong recently doing uh, elimination flights. Uh, That's pretty exciting um, because this would mean if they survive to the spring, that would be their second um winter survival and they're going into their third year now they likely would have um swarmed and so we're talking the um you know the offspring of the original queen now we don't know where those original queens are could they be one or two or three of those four swarms or are those others we have no idea so what we're going to basically do is continue to monitor and my plan is to split even more bees this spring Um, might even get us to 40 not on purpose but just to split enough of the different variations that we have so that we can really look at the long-term viability i can also say that the um the the webcam hive some of you if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com you can have a look at that hive you can see that it's quite strong when there's a warm day and the saskatraz is the is the is a type of bee we put there and it's a double five frame uh, setup and they are quite quite busy and they are it's going to be an interesting hive and we don't know if it's because of the um, location uh, which is somewhat sheltered from the north quite sheltered from the different winds and also it's sheltered from the westerly winds we get off the lake here so that tends to cool the climate a little bit but it's sheltered from that so the question is is it because of the You know the infrared at night exposure that they had during the uh, growing season last year that made them stronger into the winter or is it the location or is it the strain or we have no idea but we are going to be putting up uh, some more of the infrared hives Uh, probably have those two of them up in March they'll be sitting on the outside by the focused on the entrance um, solar powered only coming on at night obviously and seeing if that has an impact on sustainability back to the question of all the 10 rules uh, of a honeybee hive that we we wrote about in our book uh, what grandpa learned from his honeybees would be the to me is the rule of survival and second to that is the rule of probability that bees use when they swarm and probably the third would be little bits become big bits and so the the issue of survivability or to survive as a goal is very rarely thought of when it comes to uh you know financial management money management or budgeting Um, when people invest they often talk about you know making a return but if you invest like a honeybee you're really focused on doing what you can to survive and as we move into this 2023 sort of year and we see what's happening economically survival is not something that a lot of um, advisors had in mind when they took people's money and invested it in, in risky ventures uh, and so survival to me is an important sort of flip to the thinking but i would say the overall is trying to be structured as the bees are with rules i, I find the, the the honeybees to be very rule oriented so they do things based on facts not on feelings you know when you see the march the drones out in october it's not about a feeling it's about survival they know that the drones are no longer needed to do the heating cooling or to you know mate with queens so they they take them out because they will just that will just be not helpful and probably lessen their chance of survival Um, so it should be an interesting week they're expecting some cold weather but we can see from the internal thermostats that the uh, clusters have seemed to have moved we had some clusters that were fairly close to the thermostats in the hives Uh, and so they have now moved so going from 30 degrees 29 degrees which tells you the cluster was probably very very close to the thermostat to now we're in that 18 to 20 which tells you they've moved and it could be that they're starting to lay eggs the Queen's probably starting to lay worker eggs for the upcoming season which is exciting And hopefully the queens are healthy enough to do that because what we find in the spring if they are not healthy we will see that with um, failure of hives sometime around april so the hives that don't make it in the spring and seem to be harmed are those that that have a a queen that's unable to um, perform and, and also the bees cannot replace her because there are no eggs with which they can do that usually this is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm so if you could go to wherever you pick up your podcast and uh, give us a review that would be highly appreciated pass the word because the more of these we get out the better it is to us to get feedback on servant beekeeping and in the long run help our honeybees you can also go to Amazon and pick up uh, what Grandpa learned from the honeybees if you have grandchildren or children and you want to help them understand a little bit of basics about honeybees the 10 rules of the hive and also how that relates to um, budgeting and you know taking care of things and surviving just as the honeybees do that might be a good place to start probably by next week i can talk about the audible version it's not quite out yet they're still reviewing it but when that happens i'll let you know this is hank for the wildflower bee farm talk to you again soon